All right, we are back. It is officially 2019. The clubhouse doors have reopened once again. I hope that everybody had a wonderful break. Mine was long, felt just really long with that early Thanksgiving. You know, it was just like eight weeks of not knowing what day it was or what I was supposed to do or where I was going next, but it was good. It was a good time. We're back in the stew. I'm here with uh, the one, the only, Phil Battaglia. Hello. Producer Mike is over there. He's on the ones and twos, as per usual. And uh, we're ready to get this potty. We're ready to bring you some great club cool content. As always, I'm your host, Barrett Dudley. And um, yeah, let's jump into it. What do you say? Let's go. Okay. So today we're going to start with a pop culture moment. Today I'm going to talk about a little bit of music. Haven't hit on music for a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So I'm usually a hip hop and like EDM guy just by like, you know, that that's what I it's what I'm listening to on Spotify at the gym. Mm-hmm. We all know Phil only listens to Metallica and Pantera. Correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, me, you know, like day to day, if I'm just cruising in the car, working out at the gym, putting something on, like it's usually hip hop, mm-hmm. some electronic in there too. That's like my go to. But my f- my favorite bands are always more like indie indie rock. Like mm-hmm. all time favorite band is Phoenix. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I, I like Phoenix. Um, and you, you know, back in that, let's see, like late two thousands heyday of indie rock with mm-hmm. like Phoenix and Passion Pit and MG- Passion Pit. MGMT, Empire of the Sun. Yeah, that was like that was like a great era of music. It was. Modern day successors to me were like a couple bands that I was super stoked at ACL for. Like I love Churches, mm-hmm. uh, Sylvanesso, also really really good. And they they've kind of like I feel like they've kind of picked up that mantle of of kind of that that indie rock that's mm-hmm. like really just like good. Um, so another band that I wanted to basically talk a little bit about today and really just give a shout out to is the 1975. Yeah, are you familiar with them? Yeah, at all? I am. So they put out a new album at the end of right right towards the end of 2018. <clears throat> and they are really just kind of like all over the map with this album. Like it's indie rock, it's rock and roll, it's got some like R&B, a little bit of electronic influence. Like you can tell that they're that they're influenced by hip hop a little bit as well with some of the, like the the drops or the music breaks or the the beat breakdowns where it kind of like transitions into a into a second part of the song mm-hmm. which is really popular in hip-hop you know travis scott drake all those guys do that um but i think i was trying i was i was basically sitting around trying to think back to like my favorite stuff of 2018 whether it was a meal or a music or music or tv shows or movie or whatever and really probably just because of recency bias like this is what stuck out in my head is like something that i really just really really enjoyed was this new 1975 album if you're not familiar, go check it out. Listen to the song "Give Yourself a Try." It's like the 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 reason why I feel like bands and like this type of music kind of it isn't necessarily my go to, but kind of supersedes what I usually listen to, is because this is the type of music where I find like these bands, the music, the lyrics. This is like the style of music that where they're able to imbue like a real sadness to songs that sound fun. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I actually, uh, actually, first of all, I would like to apologize to our listeners for the way that I sound. Yeah, you're going off that. I've gone off that Sudafed right yeah. now. I've got a bit of a sinus thing going. Um, but yeah, so I listened to recently an NPR interview with the lead singer of the 1975. Oh yeah, Matt Healy. Yeah, and he goes into his struggle with addiction, mm-hmm. which was pretty heavy yes. stuff. Yeah. So I'm assuming that a lot of that kind of comes through in these. Totally. It's also and and one of the other things that I wanted to like say about this album is it's it's the first time that I've listened to music that makes like a lot of millennial references uh-huh. or like uses terminology like he in in this in my favorite song of the album give yourself a try like he even he calls himself a millennial he re- refers to baby boomers like a lot of the inter- a lot of the album is uh is like about the internet basically yeah and for the first time ever, like hearing that type of stuff in songs sounds uh, like natural. Like I don't like balk at hearing like these modern, this these modern terms, like yeah. the use of the modern terminology, or like hearing the internet sung about. Well, they do you it in a, mean? in a very nice way. It can be done really horribly, I'm sure. But right, the, he he also goes into. Um, I haven't really listened to through the whole album, but um, about one of the songs references a relate like I think he wrote a lot of this while in rehab, mm-hmm. and it references a relationship he had with a girl that was in rehab with him. Okay, and uh, it sounds like a really deep album. Yeah, and he is very interesting to listen to. I don't know if you can find that interview online, but I would recommend it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll try to dig that up. It was on NPR. Yeah, yeah. With, like like kind of uh, played from somewhere else or was it an NPR host? It was an NPR host. Yeah, okay. It was just you. about him and it was about the album. Uh, I really did not know much about him mm-hmm. before that. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting and he's got a really cool accent. Yeah, really cool accent. He sounds great on music. Like I was familiar with the band. I had, had liked some songs and listened to some of their stuff prior to this album. By the way, I haven't mentioned the album's name. It's called A Brief Inquiry Into Online Relationships. <laughs> Yeah, and so great title. Yeah, and it's it's just, but I just wanted to like shout them out and tell people to go listen to this album if you're not familiar with them already, because it's just really interesting to hear all of these different kind of musical influences put together in like this like pop rock, br- very British way, and then listen to these relatively profound songs that like, that reference the internet and online culture mm-hmm. and being a millennial mm-hmm. in this kind of unique way that is just like relative and sounds natural you know what i mean yeah so it's uh that's good songwriting yeah it is good songwriting absolutely it's hard to find these days all right so check it out the 1975 that is my that's my album that's my album recommendation a brief inquiry into online relationships so that was a little bit about 2018 one of my favorite things from 2018 let's talk about 2019 phil it's gonna be a big year Let's talk about style resolutions. Okay. Now, I, 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 full disclosure, I put this rundown together and I wanted to do style resolutions for 2019. And then a few hours later, I like went to GQ.com and like right there splashed across the front was like, is there like column on 2019 style resolutions? <laughs> but I promise I'm not, I'm, I didn't even click on it because I didn't want to be influenced by what they said. Everybody knows that GQ is influenced by Club Cool. <laughs> They yeah. follow the account. I probably. Yeah. Yeah. On some burner account. Yeah. Right. 
they can't let their their real account follow me. Yeah, but they've got yeah. They're yeah. on the Reddit uh, thread. I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyways, anything that you want to change or do differently or do better or stop doing in 2019 as far as your style, or your fashion, or your, well, your clothes. Well, um, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. But I would like. Are you gonna keep it 100? I'll probably keep it 100. Okay. Although I don't feel 100 right now. <laughs> I'm about. I'm about like. N- 89% right now. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. but... Oh, God. There's a lot of cedar in the air. Um, And so, back to style resolutions. <laughs> I would like to pay more attention, I think, to what... Because here's how I operate. I usually... I have a very specific style that I follow, and it's pretty basic, mm-hmm. and it's monotone and simple, but I try and do different things you know, with that. And I'd like to pay a little bit more attention to, um, not just, I'd like to get out of my lane a little bit, which is more street, mm-hmm. which doesn't even, I would not describe myself as like, that just sounds so weird to me to be like, to yeah. describe my style as street. street. Yeah. But that's what it is. Right. So I'd like to, to, to venture out of that lane a little bit okay. and, and get more, um, definitely not high fashion, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, something a little bit different, but I'm going to keep, you know, the basics. Yeah, yeah. A lot of black, a lot of gray, a lot of white. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is that is easy to stick to for sure. Uh, for a while, back in like, let's see, 2012 or 11, 12, 13, I would say, was we, we, we peaked with the colored pants thing. Yeah. Like colored pants was just everything. Colored jeans mm-hmm. and like, I, I mean, I had so many different colors. I had a pair of red pants. I had like bright teal mm-hmm. kind of denim style chinos. I had peach color. I had, you know, just like yeah. lots of color. And then I went into like uh, splashes of paint on everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I'm still seeing some of that. Yeah. Uh, and then over the next few years after that, I, I got rid of all of all of those colored pants. Mm-hmm. I sold every single pair. I just I, I, I didn't like it. I mm-hmm. just wanted to go all the way down to like navies, blacks, grays, whites. You know, just yeah. very kind of right in that neutral, super wearable and parable color palette. Um, one interesting thing, you know, you, you kind of to to start thinking about for color now. Um, I'm going to try to. I'll try to dig these emails back up. They're from my my old work account but one of our listeners uh works at neiman marcus and she had sent me some of their like breakdowns for kind of what they're expecting trend wise for oh nice yeah spring summer 2019 and and kind of beyond and apparently and 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 I, i think i've kind of i had started to notice this a little bit but the the thing with like some colors being very seasonal is kind of like where they're going to break those fences down a good, little bit. Good, good. So you, I noticed a lot of like a neon uh-huh. for fall for this past fall winter. Right. There are a lot of neon like accents and splashes around. And I think we're going to start seeing more color again come spring, summer 19. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just going to start carrying over into the the fall. Yeah. Like you usually kind of think about like those brighter 
more saturated colors and pastels is like very very seasonal for spring and summer mm-hmm. and then earth tones dusty more muted colors for fall winter i think you'll start seeing kind of like a back and forth where where various tones are just kind of like popping up in all seasons basically love that yeah so that's that's kind of something interesting to to think about and, and keep an eye on i'm wearing like a light wash pair of denim today you sure are they and, look great and I, and it was like I felt like I was breaking a rule because it's, you know, it's a nice day. It's beautiful outside. It's Mm -hmm. like 60, 60 degrees and sunny, but I feel like it's weird wearing this light wash in the winter. Yeah. It's January. See, that's what I hate. I hate the rules, man. I'd rather just, if it looks good, just wear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Um, it's like really like, I would not recommend wearing a Hawaiian in the fall. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Some things I don't think are are really going to, go back at you know go back and forth right but um but yeah you know uh as far as style resolutions for me i i've been on a on a hiatus of buying anything i haven't bought anything new for myself in i mean and this is going to sound uh, probably what, laughable, two weeks probably laughable to some to some of the people out there but uh like i, I guess it's it's been almost a month now <laughs> yeah that is laughable yeah and so some people are like okay i buy like one new thing every four months well that's you know you know you know me that's not me i'm like a you know a bit of a shopaholic i guess some people, as they say some people might say <laughs> uh so going a month or longer without getting anything new is definitely a change for me yeah but I- i'm gonna try to be more conservative about what i buy in 2019 because what i what i like and it's in and you know it's partially a money thing but it's also it makes you focus more on what you already have and using it and wearing it and putting those things together in different ways and i'm i'm very guilty because i do like to shop and i do shop a lot of like you know getting stuff and only getting to wear it a couple of times before it's on grailed or or, or it's been sitting in the closet for a year. yeah and so that's kind of that. That's really it's not much of a resolution, but I guess it is some of one. I want to wear the stuff that I do have, and I'm going to be more, try to be more conservative about what I do about what I add to my closet. Yeah, and we've talked so, about this like having holes in your wardrobe, but mm-hmm. um, and I like I said I, I keep it really simple because I don't put a, too much thought into it unless I see something that I'm like I have to have that. Yeah. yeah. Um. And that typically happens with like footwear, though, because it changes constantly. Right, right, yeah. But yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, I haven't bought anything. Well, I mean, Santa Claus brought me some stuff, but other than that, it's been nothing but just basics for me. Yeah, the uh, there's on the Club Cool Instagram, which you can follow at Club Cool Pod. There, there's I put a put up a good Bird Box meme. Yes, where it's like Sandra Bull, you know. Man, Bird Box is is really it's the new moths, man. It's like memes everywhere. It's crazy. Uh but yeah, it's it's uh you know, it's like me reminding myself that I mm-hmm. I don't need more sneakers. Yeah. Basically is the gist of it. I, I I can't find my phone right now, so I'm I'm not able to pull it up, but yeah, so that's that's me that's me every day. Basically just reminding myself. You need myself, to bond yourself. Yeah, I don't need any I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this new pair of sneakers. Yeah, I really that's pretty much how i justify everything now is if i have to if i need it yeah then uh i'll probably grab it having said that if you're looking to bulk up your wardrobe or add new things by all means 
go for it. Like, and, yeah. I, and I'm here to help. We're gonna. I'm not gonna stop talking about clothing and all the st- stuff that I would like to buy. Right. So, what'd yeah. you think about Bird Box? I haven't watched it. You haven't? No. It's but good. it's all over Instagram, so I, I feel like I've seen it. It's good. Yeah. The one thing that almost ruined it for me is Machine Gun Kelly is in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I did not like that. Yeah. These. Uh, what? What did he? He just pulled you out. He took you out of it. it, it uh, felt- just why? I don't know. I know it's Netflix, and I'm sure the budget isn't that high. Was he Machine Gun Kelly, or was he just an actor? He was just an actor. I, I'm being really stupid, but was he, he, whenever like I'm going into this with all the hype, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The hype is in my head. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is going to be great. I really like Sandra Bullock. Uh-huh. I like the premise. I love an end-of-the-world movie. Okay. Which is just kind of like that. Right, right. Um. But anytime you have too many comedians in a serious movie like that, I get or comedians and or hip hop stars, <laughs> <laughs> especially like a C list hip hop star. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, was Fifty Cent in this movie? No. Okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. Okay, let's see. Um, I've been finishing up Haunting of Hill House. Okay, I'm almost through the second season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. All right, and. I saw the favorite in theaters over the break. That was good. If you like a period piece, this is a very subversive. Oh period yeah, piece. that's with what's her face, right? Uh, uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. That was in Rachel Weisz. Uh-huh. Who's that looks also good. fantastic. That looks good. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, hit me with your 2019 movie and TV show stuff because right. we might get into some of that too. Always soon. looking for new shows. Always looking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of resolutions. You know what is a good resolution for a lot of people? I bet I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Get yeah. more sleep. Get more sleep. I knew it. That, that should be on my list, too. Yeah. Get more sleep. Yeah. But to get more sleep, you need the place to sleep. And specifically, you need the mattress to sleep on. That's why you need a Lisa. Resolve to rest this new year. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster, prevents burnouts. You make better decisions. It improves your memory and just overall, you make fewer mistakes. It's not marketing. It's science. To design a better mattress, Lisa leveraged 30-plus years of experience and hundreds of hours of testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. I'd like to be a sleep tester for Lisa, actually. Wouldn't that be nice? Let me just come into the Lisa HQ. Yeah. And just you can put some wires and buttons on me, uh-huh. and I'll just sleep on your mattresses all day. That sounds like a great way to make a living. Yeah, I agree. Lisa, give us give us a shout if you if you need more beta testers for anything new you, you new you have coming out. Although I'm not sure how you could approve on the Sapira mattress that I sleep on. Anyway, you can get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com/cool. Use promo code cool at checkout. That's l e e s a.com/cool. Lisa is also just a great company. They have a mission to provide a better night's rest for everybody. Through their 110 program, they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell, which is more than 31,000 mattresses and counting. Wow. Um, you know, they're out there planting trees. That's one tree for every mattress they sell. Really? So they're giving away mattresses. They're planting trees. They're helping everybody get a better night's sleep. I love my Lisa mattress. Go to lisa.com slash cool. Use promo code cool, and you can save big time 160 bucks off a Lisa mattress. All right, let's jump into a couple of listener prompts, and then we're going to get to our maybe weekly at this point segment, Hyperheat. 
towards the end. Great segment. Um, everybody is loving that segment. I think. Yeah, everybody People is. Are, yeah. Um, so shouts to the hyperheat segment of the Clip Cool podcast. <laughs> <laughs> By everybody loving that segment, that means you and I. We love it. Micah loves it too. Producer, it's his favorite yeah. segment. Producer Micah says. Um, okay, this is one of my most. This is one of the most frequent questions I get asked, and it's basically about finding inspiration on putting clothes together, mm-hmm. dressing yourself, making new outfits, it just the whole shebang. Basically, like getting inspiration for how to style yourself. We've talked before about some of the Instagram accounts that we like. We've talked about various celebrities that we kind of like to follow along with, magazines and publications that do a good job of kind of like staying on top of it and, and are, are, are helpful resources um, but I got the question again, and so I tried to think about other places where I am kind of influenced. And um, what came to me was the editorial sections of some of the big kind of high-end online stores and the catalogs from some of the, the kind of stores like Bonobos and J.Crew. Um which, so, by the way, real quick, if you're um, opposed to or not really into taking mail and, like, if you think a catalog is, like, archaic, think again. <laughs> I'm really into J. Crew and, like, J. Crew and Bonobos are just two. But get a catalog. It's free. It's going to be you, – you don't, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about going to the website or anything like that. Um yeah, like I, I think that if you if you purchase anything from either one of those brands, they're going to send them to you anyway. Usually, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, a lot of people are are down on catalogs. I like them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know they might make sort of a comeback here. I hope so because here's the thing about here. I mean, here's the here's the broader point about these editorials and about the catalogs, which are essentially a brand's own editorial yeah. type stuff. They're spending a lot of money on these things. Yeah, they are not cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. They are putting a lot of time and effort into the way things look and the way things that are the ways things are styled and they're going on elaborate photo shoots in cool places and it's just like it it's a nice resource to kind of see kind of the ideal of how something could look. Yeah. And you know, the the only downfall there is that it might not look quite as good on you once you get it in person. That's always the case. And that's that's okay because this is kind of, you know, this is this is essentially art that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It's put together in its most perfect way. But, you know, you've got all sorts of stylists and the people that are making and marketing the clothes working on this stuff. So so it's usually really, really good. Like right now, I just pulled up Mr. Porter's website. And up in the top bar where there's sale, what's new, designers, clothing, shoes, blah, blah, blah. Over at the far right, there's a sec- there is actually a section on, on Mr. Porter's website called editorial. And the first thing that comes up, this is from yesterday, it looks like, how to style out the January freeze. And the first thing that I'm looking at is just like five, five different outfits for, that they've put together. And what's cool about this is you can use this. No matter what, no matter where you're shopping, even if you're buying everything that you own at Buffalo Exchange and Goodwill, it's like it's simply you don't have to buy any of the clothes that they're pitching you here. It's just taking what they've shown you and kind of like adapting it to work for yourself. So that that's, I'm, I you know, it's something that I, I kind of like only think about casually, but I'm very much 
influenced by this. Mm. And then uh, the other thing about a spot like Mr. Porter or Essence is each individual product that you click on, almost always, almost every single product at the end has somebody wearing the product, even if it's shoes, Mm -hmm. put together with an entire outfit. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, I'll be like, oh, man, like I really like these these uh, these white jeans that I have, but I'm not really sure how to wear them in a the winter. So I'll go to Mr. Porter and I'll like look for some pairs of white, uh, some white jeans that they have available in the winter. And I'll just go over to the picture that where they have them styled and I'll be like, OK, they've got it with a chunky blue sweater and an olive green coat over that. I really like the way that looks. There you go. And so that's like. That's kind of how I would how I would use this, and I already have white jeans. I'm not Seattle, so I don't have. To, I'm not buying anything mm-hmm. here. So, well, see, and it's that's a cool way thing. to it's a cool already... way to like use the, these websites that are selling more expensive stuff as a resource for how to put your own stuff together. Right, and then you don't you're preventing yourself from going to buy some shit that you actually don't need. Yeah, if you have the white jeans and you're just like sick of them, can't think of anything to wear with them. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to figure out, you know, what you can put with them to make them look you know different than what you've done in the past and if it's not all high fashion stuff that you're putting with it mm-hmm. you know that you yeah. might have fear of god jeans with a j crew t on top absolutely yeah totally and the one of the things kind of going back to the brands themselves like bonobos and j crew even though we think about those brands as kind of like you know on a lower level price wise and like fat and fashion forwardness these catalogs and the way they style them is like where they put their best foot forward. Absolutely. So even though their, you know, bread and butter for revenue is maybe is just like khaki shorts and gray t-shirts. It's like in these catalogs is where you see kind of their, their ultimate vision for just how stylish their stuff can be. Mm -hmm. So that that's where you'll see like, you know, the best, like the best version of a bunch of J crew stuff all put together in a mm-hmm. cool way. And once again, your stuff doesn't have to be J Crew. It's just a nice it, it's just a nice like thing to see. It's it's coming from the people that matter and made and market the clothes and you can use that in any way that you see fit, whether it's picking up something new from one of these brands or utilizing your own closet to kind of emulate the look. Mm-hmm. Um okay. So Got another kind of listener prompt here. And this one resonated with me a lot because I kind of went through something very similar here. Question was about branching out from your friend group. And we've probably talked about this a little bit on the pod before. But the question is basically this. If, if, if If all your friends are still dressing like in a very conservative way if they're all just you know doing like the regular average guy thing or they're doing like the ex-frat guy thing or, or whatever it is they're doing let's just say that you know none of them are are necessarily being very uh adventurous or fashion forward but you want to do that you want to look better you want to try some new stuff how do you do that without sticking out like a sore thumb when you're hanging out with all your friends how do you do that without looking like a goofball or a dweeb when you're over here in something weird and all everybody that you're hanging out with is like dressed in a completely like different way? Um, so I basically did this. I basically had to do I, I went through this. 
I, I was like interested in fashion in high school and then joined a fraternity in college and for about three and a half years did that did that look to a T did not branch out you know just that's where fashion goes to die <laughs> is at the fraternity house <laughs> yeah I mean yes yeah yeah adventurous fashion anyway yeah because not much changes there uh, now I, I think that a lot of that you know like Patagonia very very stylish and trendy mm-hmm. brand right now it has been part of like fraternity wear for the better part of a decade I'm sure and will continue to be so for the next decade you know so it's kind of like as fashion kind of roller coasters up and down that look is very mm-hmm. static so occasionally it has things that are that are more fashionable boat shoes we had saint laurent boat shoes seven six years ago remember that god you know it's like so there, there there's definitely some influence back and forth there that's why jared wears them <laughs> oh yeah from uh, the saint laurent right from. yeah that's what he told me yeah big uh hedy slamane fan right. jared <laughs> um so I, I got about three and a half years in then right towards the middle of my senior year of college I like just like got the bug again. You know, I started flipping through GQ magazines and shopping a little bit more and just like wanted to do something different. And um, it definitely was a big leap to do that in front of those friends. But what I did was I started very small, like I took baby steps, crawled out on that branch. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my very first purchases in 2008 i bought like nice dark denim same it was a pair of michael kors jeans from neiman marcus <laughs> nice <laughs> this is 2008 i think it's 10 years ago uh i bought a pair of ferragamo loafers let's go yeah yeah the the bit the bit loafer style with the little you know the metal thing on them oh i hate those <laughs> <laughs> it was a look yeah uh still is i guess uh i bought nicer dress shirts like i picked up i was able to pick up like some theory uh kind of button downs yeah. from you know places like last call like neiman's last call uh-huh. or off sacks or uh-huh. nordstrom rack or whatever um and i got like some like you know just some dark colored sweaters basically because this was a, it was cooler months and anyway that's what i started doing differently like that's you know so it wasn't i didn't just go straight from like what I had been wearing to like a I didn't just do a 180 immediately and start yeah. putting on gaudy sneakers and ripped up denim or yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh so that that's kind of like my first suggestion is to basically take baby steps because then it's not then you're just kind of elevating above where your friends are dressing instead of doing something completely different. Right. And like I like uh, one night I we were at the fraternity house getting ready to go out and I like I put on those dark denim and a like a v-neck sweater over a nicer shirt with some with some loafers or some dress shoes or something like that and went upstairs to one of my buddy's rooms to for like a pre-party and like yeah your your boys are gonna say something because they're your friends and they're gonna rib you whenever anybody does anything you gotta take some heat yeah but that's fine because you're you're you know, you're setting your, you're you're setting yourself above. You're you're doing something differently. You're standing out, and that's that's the good part of this. That's one of the benefits is that you do draw more attention for what you have on your person. I uh, so I did something very similar. 
and you're right so just to kind of go off of like taking heat and just having to deal with it and the easiest way is i think getting into some some nicer like slimmer fitting denim or Mm -hmm. something like that but like growing up i was always always wanted to have something different on and i guess that was just because my dad always dressed really nicely Mm -hmm. and we always had like gq around so I, i i never was really like i guess that boring but when i got to like when i got to college and joined a fraternity it all changed like you have to conform Conform, yeah yeah and that was fun it was fun right but yeah i bought a pair of uh seven for all mankind Mm -hmm. slim fit jeans from urban outfitters oh wow that was the first time i've ever ever (laughs) seen them there i don't think they carry them anymore okay and i went to a party and somebody's like what the fuck are you wearing designer jeans <laughs> and i was i was such a pussy i was like no no i just like change the subject I was like, no these aren't designer jeans but that was the mindset like you can't have anything different that's like above and beyond right yeah yeah um and now you know i could care less but it, it just you're going to take a little bit of heat because it's going to be different and who cares right right as long as it looks good wear it yeah um you know, and, and, and I think maybe Phil and I are telling our stories and obviously these stories are nominally a decade old. So I don't yeah. know if the, I don't know if the transition is exactly the same. Maybe, maybe right. you and all your friends are kind of already into like some slimmer dark denim yeah. and like, and you are ready to branch out into something slightly different. But I think the, I think the point remains that you can take smaller steps to start out that don't make it so, you know, so noticeable that you are doing something different. At the same time, if you just want to go out there and like totally change what you're doing, you just the the key is to just own it. Right. Um. the The thing is, if you're out with friends and you do stick out like a sore thumb, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh-huh. It's one of the reasons why I started doing it is because. I actually didn't want to blend in anymore. You know? Why would why would you? I've never understood that mindset as just looking like everybody else. Right, and I, I mean for for some dudes that that works, but I, I think I I wrote about this in a in a postgrad uh, column on postgrad problems a while or a couple years ago or whatever. But it's like I, I didn't have some of the other stuff. I'm not tall, mm-hmm. not super rich, you know, like. I, I, I wanted a way to kind of like set myself apart and, st- right. and I did want to stand out a little bit. So that that's kind of another part of this is that part of like getting into clothing and, and dressing differently or dressing nicer or doing different things is in fact to stand out. That's it's part of it. It's part of the point. So, um, you know, take your time building a wardrobe. It is a process. You don't have to do a 180. Just take those steps to to get where you want to go um and really the only thing that i i would suggest not doing is going like full hype beast all of a sudden yeah don't just then you, just try to avoid looking like a tryhard which is what a hype beast is right yeah yeah exactly if you can if you can just avoid looking like you're trying the hardest with <laughs> yeah. one of everything that you've seen online don't do that exactly um Anyways, ignore the haters. Just take the friendly heat from your friends. They'll get over it. Yeah. And, um, you know, who knows? Some of them might start following your lead. Right. 
I mean, like Trump said, he he wished a happy new year to the haters too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So happy so, 2019 to all the haters out there. <laughs> all right. Um, if you have more questions regarding some of these subjects, hit us up. Instagram is at club cool pod. My own personal Instagram is at Barrett Dudley. Uh, both of those handles are the same for Twitter as well. Phil, tell the people where they can follow you before we get into this last segment here. Uh, Instagram P Batag. I'm not spelling it anymore. It's a 20,000, 20,000. Dude, the Sudafed is in my <laughs> dome. 2019 resolution. No longer spelling my Instagram <laughs> handle. P Batag. Right. 20,000 is where is where you went for the year. That's right. Okay. Y'all yeah. on 2019. I'm on 20,000. <laughs> All right. It's time for uh, producer Micah's favorite segment. It's hyperheat. And today we are that high porn. <laughs> yeah, bah, bah. <laughs> today we are looking at another Nike collaboration, sneakers. Uh, this is an upcoming duet, if you will, with a Japanese brand called Sakai. And I've I, we've seen two different pair of sneakers. It's like a Zoom something, a low top, yeah. and then this blazer mid. In two different colorways. So far, so so far, I think I've seen about about four variations on this. A lot of color. A lot of different looks here. Um, I am personally very very into what's happening here. Same. This is this is heat for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's some similarities. There are some similarities to what Virgil did with his stuff, but they definitely did different things as well. But the way that the shoe is kind of deconstructed a little bit and subverted with like extra things or or, or the way that they've kind of emphasized the construction of the shoe right. is kind of of a, of a similar vein. Uh-huh. Um, but that's okay because I think, I think one of the reasons why I like both Vir- a lot of Virgil stuff and uh, this this stuff from Sakai here is because it does do something kind of radically different than what you're used to. Like it's it's the anti polish of it that makes it interesting. So uh, on this shoe, it, it's double laced. It's got two tongues, double swooshed, and like the rubber parts that create the midsole and and the outsole are like multi-overlapping, like a lot of different angles and, and kind of, you can see the production of the shoe. There's leather overlapping. There's pieces kind of hanging off. And that is not what you're, the, what the eye is used to seeing. Yeah. If you're into getting the most bang for your buck, this is your shoe. You get two pairs of laces <laughs> per shoe. That's right. And that's four laces. That's Phil. four laces. And a pair. And not to mention, nobody's doing this. Four tongues. Four tongues. Two tongues per shoe. Two tongues per shoe. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um yeah, but I love the deconstruction and like the anti polish, and that's why I'm so into um Golden Goose mm-hmm. deluxe brand. Yep. And I've been seeing them pop up quite a bit lately. I hope they don't get any more popular because if they uh, bump up the price of anything. I'm totally out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love that. I like the, the, the unpolished look. It's totally different. I love the two tongues. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's going to be able to pull this off, but, and you probably won't be able to get your hands on it anyway. So it yeah, matter. this will probably, this will most likely be a very difficult buy. 
And the yellow colorway, which is not solid yellow, but the one with the yellow in it is by far the best look. You like that better than the the black and the blue? Yeah. I think I do too. Yeah. I think I do too. Uh, Now, I don't think I've seen what these will retail for. I imagine that these will be more expensive than what we're used to from some of the other Nike collaborations. right. And if these push up towards the upper twos, they might be easier to to Uh get. I would think that they would. How much did the blazer, the off-white blazer, go for? Like one hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was cheap. Damn. By all so accounts. maybe it won't, dude. I don't know. But yeah. there's a lot going on. There's here. a lot going on. There's four pairs of laces. Four. That's four pairs of laces. They're gonna, that they're gonna double, like you said, double the tongues. Yeah. So, and this is also Sakai is a high-end Japanese line that is typically very expensive. Yeah. So. They've got some really cool stuff too. Check them out for they, some inspiration. They, they do, they do, and it's a lot of. You, you'll hear me say this word in regards to fashion and style. Sometimes is subversive, and and what, what, when I use that term to talk about style, it, I'm basically talking about when they when you do something that's not really expected or that's different from what you're used to seeing, and so the subversion is it's like the. The, the the designer that's most famous for this that kind of started it is Mason Margiela of like kind of like flipping things on their head uh-huh. or like deconstructing garments or like rendering things inside out uh-huh. or with like a double jacket, you know, right. like putting kind of, you know, and I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fashion historian. So there's it's probably got roots that go further down than that. Or maybe there's other contemporaries that that kind of like added to this type of influence. But you still see it a lot from Margiela. Like they, they've one of their more recent dad shoes is is like the ugliest one out there, and it's kind of like leave it to them to kind of take what we're thinking is cool because it's ugly, and mm-hmm. then just actually making it horrendous, the looking. worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, by that very nature, it's like kind of cool because yeah, it's right. just hideous. Yeah. So you know, um, it, it's also a it's kind of interesting to think about how easy we are though to kind of like to impress because um you know we 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 when this when it gets a little bit closer to this one's release we we might put this on this segment but have you seen the Travis Scott yeah. the Jordan 1 that's uh-huh. coming out right it's like it's a great colorway and they flipped the swoosh around <laughs> and it's and like everybody's it's gonna, losing and, their shit and people are losing their shit and i and it's going to be that now that I can guarantee it will be a super super hard buy, and also because it's an easy, it's an approachable colorway too. Yes, at least the first one that they're going. Very yes, very true. Unlike these, which are very weird, yeah. kind of that Jordan is yeah. pretty easy to wear, and they just flipped around the swoosh and, and it's, it's tight. Like, I love it, but didn't I know I've seen an article about it was either the off white Jordan or. Some hyped Jordan release over the past like eighteen months. Somebody got shipped one with a reverse swoosh, and then sold it for a ton of money online. Okay, so maybe they were maybe that was like part I of the inspiration. Know. It could have been. Yeah, but yeah. I know I've seen that. Too. I, I remember that, mm-hmm. but it was a that was a defect. It was a defect. Everybody loves a defect. And again, that's that's part of this look. That's part of the Sakai look. It's part of the yeah. the Virgil's the ten look. It's like. Some of these things that we would again not really expect uh-huh. because they're usually things that are defects. That's that 
once again, it's just that unpolished like nature of something. I love it. But yeah, we flipped the swoosh around and we got a hit on our uh, hands. Dude, perceived value. We talked about this on the Ross Boland podcast, another Grand Dex juggernaut. <laughs> but we talked about uh, that Palessi shoe store that Payless opened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. perceived value and how that just, you know, is kind of sad because I fall right into it. Yes, yes. Those influencers that they got, though, were um, that was so great. Are dumb as hell. Yeah, that was so great. <laughs> I loved every minute of that. Uh, I mean, I-, I need to look more into that just to see how they how they got those guys. They yeah, well, because the, they got them to pay like six hundred bucks for those shoes, right? right? And it was a knockoff of that Louis Vuitton runner, right? Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was something. All right. Well, we will be back next week with a brand new episode of Club Cool. That's honestly, that's my 2019 style resolution is to just keep bringing you great content on this podcast and via the various feeds on Instagram at Club Cool Pod at Barrett Dudley. Check out lisa.com slash cool. Use promo code cool to get yourself a new mattress for 2019. Look, it's probably time. It's probably time. It really is. That mattress that you're sleeping on is probably 10 years old and dirty as hell. Get yourself a new one. We will be back next week. I hope everybody had a wonderful break. We love you. We love you. (laughs) See ya. I love you. (laughs) See you next week.